Hey, this is Adam Green, creator of the Hatchet franchise and the TV show Holliston, and you are listening to Nightmare Junkhead. of your consciousness like a bad dream you can't wake from this is the nightmare junkhead podcast a horror podcast that appreciates the versatility and comedic possibilities of the tape major <laughs> my name is greg d i'm genius mcgee and on today's episode we're taking stock at the movie scene and the memories made as we look back and reflect on the year that was 2022 and whether you were bottle fed or not you can listen into our show. Simply search for Nightmare Junkhead wherever podcasts are played. Hit subscribe, and when we drop our latest episode, it will download directly to your listening device of choice. All up in your clown hole. <laughs> and you can find us clowning out on social media. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Nightmare Junk and on Facebook at Nightmare Junkhead and is on that book of face where we have an events tab which leads to shenanigans and reminiscing shenanigans. And as this episode is going to be releasing on a Friday, December 30th, if you find yourself uh, in the Kansas City area, head on over to Screenland.com where you will find they have your little river band shenanigans taken care of indoors. Bravo. And virtually Did reminiscent. You like yes. You That's can, a good song, too. It's a damn good song. Yeah, it is. And you will find AM them. AM Gold approved. We love AM Gold. Damn right. Any respectable AM Gold playlist will have a lot yeah. of Little River Band. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, the uh, Friday this episode is releasing, <laughs> our last Friday Night Fright. You don't need eyes to see to end 2022. <laughs> no, not at all. In fact, it's a film that is also celebrating its 25th year of terror, a film we've never technically devoted an entire episode to. No, no, but we need to. The, the, well, and, the real Paul Anderson. And the one that you legit... You legit love yeah. this film. Yeah. So can't wait to see it with you in the theater. Uh, Taken in Event Horizon. It's great. I can't wait. And then, But then looking forward to the next Friday Night Fright, which will be our first of 2023. Way to start the, uh, the new year. Well, you know, you don't need eyes to take in Event Horizon. But, but having ears sure as fuck helps because not only that. It helps with Italian movies to have eyes because they're going to gouge them out anyway. So the Beyond Composer's Cut, I up until like maybe about three or four years ago, I wasn't that steeped in Italian horror. But mm -hmm. one thing that I did know that I loved the Beyond. And like even mm -hmm. as I got more seeped into all the different facets, whether it be the zombies or the demons or mm -hmm. the jelly or anything, the beyond is still up there so i can't wait to see this with the new soundtrack so that's gonna i want to see how that plays and i'm hoping that we maybe get a personalized message from one fabio fritzy saying the guy with the cattle hole make sure he does not watch in this film this is for you kansas city except for that time with your cat hole <laughs> i'm really excited because the original score it's a fantastic yeah. one and very much play, plays as a character, so this will be like watching it for the first time. Yeah, I'm this excited. Brand new cut. I'm yeah. excited. This is a, 
Weird mean movie. Oh, good Lord. Weird mean movie. If you have a problem with spiders, uh-huh. eye trauma, yeah, dog trauma. Dog trauma. Man. Kinder trauma. It's, it's Italian. <laughs> Ta-da! This is, this is Sinzetti's of Italian horror because Sinzetti. it's a little bit of everything. It's an all-you-can-eat buffet. There's zombies. Oh, there's yeah. eye trauma. There's melting. Yeah. There's whodunit. There's supernatural elements. There's demons. It's fucking all over. <laughs> it's it's, it's all over. It's great. And it's also an AKA Seven Doors of Death. Mm-hmm. And the Gates of Hell. And there's also, I just found out, and it's going to be part of the pre-show, Europe, that uh, hair band, the, the final yeah. countdown band, uh-huh. they devoted and wrote a song about the beyond. Really? So if you show up early, it's the first thing I'm going to be playing on the pre-show. Nice. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Now, of course, uh, staying back in 2022, the weekend of the 30th, uh, New Year's weekend, there are two repertory screenings happening. One is that I've seen that, so I'm curious to see. Did you ever see Where the Wilds Things Are? Yeah, I have not. Okay. Um, not that I'm not interested in it because I love the book. Grew up with the book, right? Hell yeah. Or like, I, I remember reading it in elementary school, mm-hmm. and I'm old as shit. So, like, <laughs> and so, and I, I like Spike Jones. I like his shit. His shit's always weird. It looks cool, right? But I was never got around to see it. I heard mixed things about it, but at the same time. I believe James Gandolfini voices one of the monsters. I thought, and, or the and wild Michael Chiklis, too, wasn't it? That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, check I us. haven't seen it. I haven't seen mm-hmm. it, but ideally this would be a chance to check it out. But then a, a film that we have seen. Damn right we have seen. A film that we did over at Tapcade as part of Monday Mystery Movie Night. Do you remember, hold on, before we reveal it, do you remember when we did it for, like, hey, we're doing it for Monday Mystery Movie Night, and like, oh, are you guys doing it to make fun of it? And we're like, oh, no. No. Far, far from it. This, we never do and anything that's the, to make yeah, fun of it. Everything that we've ever talked about be it through Nerds of Nostalgia, mm-hmm. through Nightmare Junkhead, it's always because Love. of... Yes. But especially this movie. Well, this movie is grand. And it's unfortunately, it is a memorial screening as the late, great Olivia Newton-John co-stars, stars, mm-hmm. steals the show yep. in a little film called... Xanadu. Dun, 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 dun. Xanadu. Now we are here in Xanadu. That movie is great. That score, that soundtrack by yes. ELO, Electric yes. Light Orchestra. Again, oh AM Gold approved. There's yes. a lot of good shit. Yeah, that, I do not watch that, ironically. Uh-uh. That that nice little uh, dance sequence she has with Gene Kelly. The, 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 the animated sequence. Raph Balschke. Yes. Uh, the, the whole dueling rock to the old school. And then the country and then all Mwah. that stuff. It's great. Fantastic. It's great. Yes. Probably and actually the pre-show I'll just say this. There's a little uh, physicality in the start, and yeah, you guys will like it. You guys will like it. Now, of course, uh, if you'd like to uh, celebrate the new year with us from afar, uh, you can do that. Uh, you can go to screenland.com, screenlandonline.com, where you can rent a film from them directly, or even better, become a member of their film family by going to patreon.com/screenland, where amongst the many perks they offer, we have uh, we. We contribute mm-hmm. a little watch party called the Shutter Shoutout, and that Saturday genius. Mm-hmm. What two films are we going to be uh, taking in? We're helping you have a uh, instant <laughs> holiday winter celebration mm-hmm. with a little bit of Christmas and a little bit of New Year's with uh, Christmas bloody Christmas that's going to stuff your stockings with the gift of 
ass eating. There it is. And then we're going to have Terror Train that's going to help you ring in the new year with a big dose of magic. And I would probably need to see if I can time it to the point with the trailers and the movies and discussion to find out when we'll go into midnight ideally well, you know yeah we'll figure out one but at the end but we'll have a countdown for you three two one happy new regardless year. of yeah. when you when you play yeah. it and your mileage may vary you have to figure it out now depending on your time zone of course both of those films are streaming on shutter but the stuff genius and i are talking about is part of the watch party we put together uh, what do you say it is it's the home game because we put together a customized pre-show uh, video introduction, mm-hmm. again, where we will be festive. Uh, trailer reel for each movie, and then, of course, post-film discussion. Oh, yeah. And we'll be watching Terror Train for the first time. Yes. Taken in Christmas, bloody Christmas for the umpty-pum-tumpty uh, time. Of a, a, a minute's view. Mm-hmm. And uh, taken in a lot of it. Now, of course, if that sounds good, head on over to patreon.com slash screenland. But genius, hey, I'm talking Patreon and film family. Hey, bellies. Happy holidays. We also have a uh, festive group of people that we're gathering with here for the new year that have taken the journey with us. That mm-hmm. was 2022. We're looking forward to 2023. And quite honestly, uh, putting together this stuff for Patreon has something that we're, we we always look forward to. Oh, yeah. Be it the new horror films. Of course, the commentaries. Oh, and and, and especially the requests and reviews, because um, you guys have been knocking it out. In fact, I, I'll, we'll talk about one of them. Actually, that's going to be coming out uh, next week is our mm-hmm. next one. Uh, Jacob uh, requested and reviewed a film that we're going to be talking. Uh, but no, we really appreciate everyone that contributes. Uh, it's something, even with the I've seen that with me, just pushing, keeping myself um, um, basically accountable, pushing forward and being a good you know, film fan out there of watching at least three new films a week. So a lot of content. And of course the, our Friday night frights, if you can't be there in person, we got the starter kit for you. Yeah. With our pre-show and trailers and uh, listen, pause when the little stills come up, work on your intros, Mm -hmm. have your own Friday night fright. Exactly. And even if it's an audience of yourself, enjoy. (laughs) So a tear for all your fears. So head on over to patreon.com slash nightmare junkhead. Uh, had a lot of fun in 2022. Looking forward to 2023. Mm-hmm. Well, let's look back at 2022. Are we going to have to do the like the, the It seems that way because it's kind of hard to imagine that the year is almost up. And you know what? I don't know if it's this weird, strange anomaly, but going through the year always seems quicker because trying to look backwards to the year is always more of a daunting task and every year the years go by faster and trying to remember back further gets harder and harder so it's like curse your time because i was like trying to like think like god damn like wow that 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 happened in Mm -hmm. 2022 Mm -hmm. that i thought could have sworn that happened like peace uh Pre-COVID days. Oh, absolutely. You know? So I'm like, holy shit. So, wow. If anything, this podcast serves as a chronicle of our experiences that we can actually go back to and go... And a sad reminder of time. (laughs) Hey, welcome to Nightmare Junkhead. We're old as shit. (laughs) As long as it's still fun, my friend, I'm going to continue to do it. And if you go back through, I think, the entirety of 2022, though... One common thread was our surprise 
an absolute love of the resurgence mm-hmm. of new horror and the fact that it was like a box office draw and it was practically the only thing outside of a Marvel film that people actually came out for. This is truly, and it started in 2020 when the world fell down. Bad social times brings out great horror. Yes. And you could literally call this a golden age of horror. Oh this is God, this is truly yeah. the roaring 20s. <laughs> and a banner year it is. Mm-hmm. And original horror. Uh, horror that exists that's legacy horror. Yeah. For better or worse, again, we just had a chance to uh, talk with Ashley and Ken Sledge of Sledgehammer Horror. Not fans of Halloween Ends, that movie. I didn't want to say nothing, but I was like, I liked it. I, again, I liked it. We, we find the positive mm-hmm. in a lot of things. And realizing when we put together our list here, we always try to look at at least five things that were wonderful. So we're the three things we're going to look at are our top five new horror releases of 2022, mm-hmm. our top five first-time films yeah, that new, we watched. New to us. Doesn't have to be from 2022, no. just the first time viewing. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, our top five moments. Yeah. Now, let me just tell you this. Trying to squeeze down the amount of movies I've seen in 2022. Oh, I'm sure that's a daunting task, sir. I'm over here playing fucking Yakuza one day and fucking jumping in the Wild West the other day, like just playing my video games, watching movies every now and then. You're over there like watching two or three a day, and I'm like, God damn, dude. Oh, no. Oh, no. I don't want it to paint it that way. It's not quite like that, but it's one of those things I realized I caught a lot. Yeah of new horror movies this year and i really enjoyed so many of them so i'm hoping when i was putting together my list i threw out immediately anything that i saw in the theater with you because i knew a lot of the ones that we saw together will probably end up on your list Mm -hmm. so we'll talk about them so the five that are on my list ideally are ones you have not seen or hopefully ones that aren't on your list now that being said Shall we start with honorable mentions first or afterwards? Let's do honorable mentions first because then that way, like, okay, if it's on one of our things, then we can just say, okay. Remove well, it. here's the problem. My honorable mentions list could probably, we could do at least an hour's worth of what I've seen. And I'm going to. Let's do this then. Let's do five honorable mentions for horror and one non horror. Ooh, wow. Okay. You're going to limit me. Yeah. Oh, that's mean. Okay, let's. Okay, I will say this. Um, we were, or, looking... or you can go on. I mean, I just actually you got you know hundred. This is our show. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go shout them out all. Do fucking do it, dude. It's your thing. Let's hear this. Here's one that I know um, you haven't watched yet. Uh huh. It is streaming, so we can't watch it theatrically. But I really dug uh, David Bruckner's Hellraiser. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready for that one. I want to see it. In fact. I'm writing down ones that I need to watch, need to watch. While between because my New Year's resolution is get cracking on uh, madness. Well, let me just say this. As someone, what is the favorite of the Hellraiser series for you? Two. Two? Okay. Is it because they get more into the mythology? You see the Leviathan, yeah. all that kind of... So in this one, the lament configuration itself is very much a character in the movie. There is so much more of the... You see so much more of the Lament configuration. Nice. It's really cool. Ooh, they need to make a Lament configuration transformer. Where, it, like, instead of a puzzle box, it turns into, 
Robots in disguise. You see the nooks and cranny and how it actually works. It's kind of rad. You could. Optimus wept. Just like fucking. <laughs> My God. That's terrible. That's. Yeah, that's uh, you know, don't cry. It's a waste of good. It's not motor suffering, oil. but motor oil. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, the only thing that I, I'm not gonna say I had an issue with, but didn't make me love the film was the fact that it does center around youngsters. Uh huh. And there's youngsters that aren't making the best decisions, and I'm finding the older I get, sometimes it's hard for me to identify with them. That's why I didn't see bodies, bodies, bodies. That's okay. Uh, you. It didn't make me feel old, old, old like I thought it would. I actually really enjoyed that one. In fact, it's funny. Yeah. It knows its audience. It knows that w- some film fans like us that are a little bit older are going to view it and watch it and go, ha, those stupid kids. It also knows that the youngsters that it's skewering are going to be able to watch this and see it ideally as satire. And it does contain. This year had some of my favorite horror endings of all time. Bodies, Bodies, Bodies has a moment when they're looking at a cell phone and cell phone footage that the second I saw what was happening, I started cackling, and it's fantastic. I really, I do recommend that one if you can. It's well worth your time. It is well worth your time. Uh, But Hellraiser, the the kids outside of that, uh, the, the Cenobites very much on the periphery of things. They look cool. They're really rad, and they're all practical. It's It really worked for me. So if you can... Check it out. I know that one still is streaming on Hulu. What's an honorable mention for you? Uh, Black Phone. I thought the Black Phone was slick. I mean, it wasn't anything groundbreaking, but it's always good to see Ethan Hawke in horror. And and with Scott Dickerson. Derrickson. Derrickson. Why do I keep saying Dickinson? Dickinson. You're thinking Er Ernest Dickerson. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) But then also, again, what was nice when we had that conversation was the fact that it got to reveal that the the writer of the film was Massaworm from the Ain't It Cool Days. Yeah, that was cool. I thought that was a a fun movie. It was a good little... It it, it provided some good scares, some good characters. Um, That mask was slick. Very cool, iconic mask. Functional. Transformative in and of itself. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, no, I think it was a really good movie I, I'm, I'm i'm looking forward to seeing more good adaptations of joe of joe uh, he's kind of like hell don't call don't compare me to my dad do we can we say joe hill approved yeah when it's a kid dies in his adaptations versus stephen king approved well no i think it's in the family just in the family it's in the family that's fair yeah well i'm staying on a hell themed uh one that you can stream on shutter uh one that i really enjoyed and staying within the we spent a month, uh, a wonderful month, frolicking in folk horror, mm-hmm. which I think one of my favorite moments this year was watching you watch uh, uh, we'll, Wicker we'll, Man we'll, we'll for the first time. We'll <laughs> okay, that. sorry. We'll come into uh, that. But one that you might want to watch then on Shutter if you're still feeling the folk horror, little film called Hellbender. Hellbender, low budget. This was the one that is put together. It's the family that collaborates. It's a husband, wife, and daughter. Uh, they produce, write, direct the films. It's about these a mother-daughter witch, uh, and the the daughter's coming into her own and finding her powers, finding out she's what's called a hellbender. Uh, they're also this like hardcore punk metal duo band, and so you've got these little snippets where they're in like full-on makeup, rocking out to these badass songs, and then they're out in nature doing their magic and their spells. 
It's really cool, very meditative, and just, again, lower budget, but this is kind of what they're doing. And again, family collaboration. Nice. It's well worth your time. Check it out. Uh, Hellbender uh, streaming on Shudder. I really, really dug it. Um, an honorable mention for me is a recent one. Um, <clears throat> it is Anna Taylor-Joy. It's got um, mm, yes. Rad Fiends. Yes. It's got a good, a, a fun cast, witty dialogue. Um, I wanted a little bit more pizzazz. That's but only that's the only reason why I wouldn't have made my top. But I really dug the menu. The menu was a nice surprise, and I one of my themes I think throughout this uh, year was the surprise of horror. And for me, the surprise was my expect expectations going in based on what I saw in the trailer to what the actual outcome of the film was and the the menu got me mm -hmm. i went in thinking one thing came out with the entirely different it, it flipped thing the script and i liked it i was i was thinking it was going to be something cannibals or man's the deadliest game and it was none of that and it gave me i i, I, la I laughed a lot at horror this year genius yeah, i like i like that aspect <laughs> and this gave me a great laugh when we finally reveal about why john leguizamo's character is there and why you don't mess around with a chef's only day off. Right. Be, take a lot of care into your art, ladies and gentlemen. It is, it's a fun movie. I really had a lot of fun with that one. Uh, I'm going to stay on the streaming end with this next one. This one also was on Hulu. If I remember, Hulu had a hell of a year streaming this year. Uh, this one started back in February and had it was another one of those that hits the festivals. So you start hearing word of mouth, mm -hmm. the social medias. Uh, but fresh is one that i really dug and the whole cannibal genre is again something that's not my usual taste so you have to do something a little bit different with your spin and this one it's it's in the title it, it, it's, it's fresh. fresh have you seen this one Exciting. yet no not yet i it's well worth your time man it's especially it skewers a lot of culinary practices now especially in a social media setting mm -hmm. it, it was very creative it's got some really cool set pieces there's a moment where a meatball is laid out in front of good year for food yeah 2022 a meatball is laid out and prepared and you know what's in it and this poor girl has to eat it and oh there's a there's a moment regarding the derriere in that movie so it's ass eating too is it is twenty twenty three the year of ass holy eating? Shit, you are you're right. Yes, technically, yes. If anyone's seen fresh, there's technically there is ass eating. Oh man, you're right. It is kind of that year. So twenty twenty two was the year twenty twenty one was the year of the dong. Twenty twenty two is the so year. So if that of, doesn't of entice you year. to watch fresh, it may not be your film. <laughs> but it's one of mine that almost cracked my top five. Uh, I haven't watched it since. I know uh Katie, uh, the blonde in front. I know she mm -hmm. really dug it. I do recommend that one if you can. Nice. Check it out if you can. Yeah, <laughs> it's good. It's good. <laughs> okay, another one of my uh, honorable mentions came out. We saw it at Panic Fest, but then it became out streaming. Um, it's one of those COVID movies where yep. it's very small, micro budget, two people in a single location. They pulled it off. Something very cool. Uh, it's always good to. Uh, set a movie in the 90s in a uh, filthy peep show. <laughs> so, yeah, for another of my honorable mentions, Revealers. 
revealer got a shout out. That was a fun shout out to film family movie. member Luke Boyce. Uh huh. That was such a nice surprise because that night at Panic Fest, uh, we went in originally going to go see the sadness. And they're like, hey, can you guys do the Q&A for this film, The Revealer? And I was like, sure. What's it about? Two people stuck in a peep show in the apocalypse. Fucking Let's sold. do it. It's my dinner of my dinner with Andre during the apocalypse. It's fucking rad. And apparently a that really apocalypse. stayed with him. And he wanted to. I, you might see that on like the, the Blu-ray case. I, I give 100 percent authorization and full to make that the blurb, to make that the, the, the sound bite, whatever. Feel free. Well, but what the beauty of that film, though, is it's very, like you said, it's very minimal. Minimal. It was set and shot during COVID, but the the strength of the two actors yeah. and their performances is what carries the film. And then also, they're fucking rad too. Both of them really in like real life, good. slick, just cool. But the the ending echoes Hellraiser two quite a bit. And I think that's what resonated with me because yeah. like when you asked me what's your favorite Hellraiser two, I'm like, yep. oh, okay, cool. That let's, matte painting let's get of you it in there. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, another one on my honorable mention that I do want you to see because you you love this filmmaker, and <laughs> you I often forget how funny his films are because anytime you bring in David Cronenberg's work, mm. there's usually not you don't think there's a lot no. of funny with it. But remember when we watched uh, Doctor Pickles is hilarious and Shivers, Shivers, is, were, and Shivers is and we're cracking up throughout the film. But I'm like, God damn! But it is, it's funny. It's funny. It's Cronenberg's got a very wonderfully dark sense of humor. And Crimes of the Future. I want to see it. I want to see it. It plays almost like a mixtape in many ways because Sweet. it has some hardcore body horror. It is spoiler alert right off the bat. Stephen King approved. Damn. In a scene that I can pretty much guarantee might ga- garner you some walkouts. Like, it's intense. Uh, it has hardcore sexuality. Uh, you've got some Cronenberg regulars. You've got some newbies. You had my curiosity. Now you have my attention. It has this chair that is this vase. Basically, if like Cronenberg and Ikea got together. I've seen that weird. I have pictures of that weird chair. It's so disturbing. But there's like, there's an. There's an inner beauty contest because, um, um, oh my God, uh, Vigo's character can create these new organs within himself. Of course he can. So is this this the brood too? Not necessarily because then it plays more into like performative art and the absurdity of it and the pretentiousness of it. It's and it's a funny movie. It's so funny, but it's so disturbing. It's so messed okay. up. Okay. All right. Again, it's That's another going on one. That's the top of my list now. It's another one that is well worth your time because it's it's Cronenberg. And again, we had we got I love Cronenberg. We got Papa Cronenberg in 2022 and we got uh, Baby Cronenberg coming out in 2023. Like I told you the apple the fleshy apple doesn't fall from the fleshy weird mangled tree. <laughs> it does not. It does not. Uh do you have any others on your honorable I mentions? I got two more honorable mentions. Perfect cuz I got a shit ton more. Let's do it. Okay, cool. Um next one. It's very rare when a band decides to get into acting and comedy or movie making that it's gonna pan out. Even though this got critically panned, I thought it was hilarious. I I'm not the biggest fan of the Foo Fighters. I enjoy their music a lot. I'm not gonna be like fucking Foo Fighters, right. the greatest band ever. But I know Dave Grohl was funny and cool. I didn't, and the fact that they like got together and wrote this giant episode of Scooby Doo without the <laughs> Scooby Gang, 
and made it real and made it violent and made it funny as shit. Studio 666 was a lot of fun. That was probably, that was early on in the year, and it was the first of so many surprises. Mm-hmm. It's gory. It's funny. It knows exactly what kind of film it is. Yeah, and it knows whose audience is. And Dave Grohl is, he carries the movie. And he, you don't even have to be that big of a Foo Fighter fan to enjoy No, this you movie. just need to be a fan of horror films. Yeah. Now, granted, 2022 is tough because we lost Taylor Hawkins, obviously, right. so it does make it more of a set. But it's also but that's a, a good legacy, too. Yes, to that's leave, just it is. You yes. know, and especially this is a fun movie. The fact that, like, the one of the last projects that he worked on got it to be, like, this fun little horror movie with all of his friends. And speaking of friends, there are some cameos in this movie. Some great cameos. That were, I was, we looked at it and we were like, holy shit, is that such and such? Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, it's such yeah. and such. I'll just say this. I don't want to spoil the best one, but Carrie King of Slayer plays their roadie. Yeah, man, studio, that was... That set off 2022 in such a nice way. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, that was a nice surprise. Oh, I got two more Oliver mentions. Oh, oh, hold, oh no, no, good because I've got another one that. This one, I'm gonna give a shout out to film family member Bobby. Uh, this one was playing at Screenland. This also plays into full core. It's got Numi Rapace, who love her in genre. Yeah, and he had mentioned there's this uh, witch film called You Will Not Be Alone, that was for me another surprise of the year and another one that could have easily cracked in my top five and the less i can tell you the better but it's built around this witch who takes in this mentor played by numi rapace and the witch has this power of basically tearing the flesh off people and taking their skin and becoming them and living their life so she's held captive for the better part of her life, because the main witch in this movie, I can't remember her name, but she is awesome. You will freaking love her. She has no nonsense. She has no time for bullshit, and is just scarred and looks like a scary witch. Nice. And, But the journey that Numi Rapace's character takes, and again, maybe it's the introvert in me. Maybe it's the antisocial person in me. Maybe it's the person that's just quiet and likes to observe, to see her journey and it's pretty gnarly and nasty, like the visceral gore that's involved. It's a horror film. It's folk horror. Yeah. It may not be for everyone, but I. it was one of those that really stayed with me. And I just like Numi Rapace in regards. She was in um, that folk horror film from last year with the man goat. Um, Lamb. Lamb. Another nice surprise that I think Bobby enjoyed as well. Yeah, Bobby, thank you for this one. Yeah, you will not be alone Check it out when it's available to be streaming. When it's available to stream, mm, that's a good one. This is my last horror honorable mention before my last honorable mention. Lay it on me. Um, come with me before the rest of the list comes out. X was such a fun, fun surprise. It laid the groundwork for something that I never thought I would say. Where like, ooh, a new Ty West movie. I never thought I've never thought on honesty I would say that. Like in irony or in joking? Yeah, sure. But it's a Christmas miracle. I know, right? But X laid the groundwork. The Eaten Alive homage. Yeah. The whole um the script, the acting. Jenna Ortega has had a oh, smashing year. Two thousand was her year. Two thousand twenty two. Was right? the year of Ortega and Shadow Dong? There was a lot of, <laughs> there was a lot of fun stuff to be. Had. Come with me before Daddy gets home. Fucking Brittany, uh, Brittany Snow. 
Yeah, no, that movie was fun. Me at Goff. That, that was scratching a lot of particular itches with genius. Let me it's just tell you this. The farmer's daughter. The fucking, it was the joke come to life, right? And like, and then, again, not my first introduction, but probably the first where introduction where it's like, oh, that I need to remember who this actress is, mm-hmm. Mia Goth, because like I've seen her in other stuff like Suspiria, but you know how I felt about the Suspiria remake, sure. right? So I'm not gonna really pay attention. But this one, I was like, with X, I was like, she she's doing good stuff, and I like her. Then then and then she, well, and sure shit. Guess who she's uh, collaborating with? A uh, little kid Cronenberg. Yep, with Infinity Pool. Yep, what I'm looking forward to that one. Gonna be really looking forward mm-hmm. to that one now. This next one on an honorable mention, this one definitely is horror adjacent at best. However, I know you. I know us. We're a fan of When Animals Attack. Mm -hmm. And in 2022, we're smarter about these things. You know, there's a reason roar will never happen again. Right. You know, all the animals you see primarily will have ones and zeros. But if you throw Idris Elba in the mix... And Shalto Copley in the mix. I like Shalto Copley. And a rogue lion protecting its herd, man. Beast was such a nice surprise from the first time I saw the trailer because I knew nothing of its existence. It looks cool. The trailer played, and I was like, "This, I'm so in. And then the movie played, and there are multiple moments where the camera itself exists as almost a character. There are some stunning wonders that happened in the movie. Hmm. It was such a nice surprise. And again, it's Idris Elba versus a rogue lion. And even though it's a ones and zeros lion, it was still effective. Uh, Another nice surprise. Nice. Another nice surprise. Now, this is my last honorable mention. Mm -hmm. This, honestly, if this was lists of favorite movies, best movies, this would be of the year, horror, non-horror, whatever, this would be number one. The only reason why it's my honorable mention and not on my main list is because it's not horror. Sure. RRR was a revelation. RRR was one of the best movies I've seen in a long time. I think since like the last John Wick movie came out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This yep. was action, heart, funny dance i mean it at three and a half fucking hours long but it went by like 90 minutes it felt like a canon length movie even with the intermission because it was just exciting they fucking weaponized a zoo and that's in the first half (laughs) that's even before we get ilsa from indiana jones and the last crusade and her thorned whip out of people like a goddamn tekken villain this movie was wild wild plus the dance scene god everything about this movie was spectacular i would be shocked if it didn't need some sort of award nomination oscar time when it comes for that rrr was phenomenal rise war revolt your way into the theater when it will play again at screenland i'm pretty sure and yeah hopefully we will see it all over the oscars even fucking streaming is great yeah even yeah. streaming, you get like, God damn, this is a good movie. I watch so many bits and pieces of that through Netflix where I'm just like, I just want to watch the bridge scene. Right? Ah, gives me the chills. When he's over there looking for his boy in the prison. Oh, the call and response. Right? When they master blaster their way out. When they master blaster their way in the forest and they're fucking up everybody. 
fucking at the very beginning they're like okay we're taking your daughter crack i'm like god damn this is a brutal film that's just it it almost feels indonesian from the start wild it is a wild wild and the dance sequence itself is very much a big middle finger to fuck you colonizers colonizers Eat a dick uh, with your tea and crumpets. That's what basically it's saying, and I loved every yeah. second of it. And in creative use of arrow and uh, bow and arrow trauma at the very end oh, as well. Yeah. Of every kind of trauma. The violence Mus- in this Muscatoon movie is- Muscatoon trauma. Creative um, is all good. Rock up. trauma. Fucking gondola trauma. Dude, antler I, trauma. Uh, the, 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 ant- the deer mauling that guy's arm. But one of the joys I get from that movie is- is I'm not a person that necessarily likes watching people's reaction videos. I adore watching people react to that film from the fights to the dances. It's that this is the film that has continued to give the entire year round. Yeah, RRR is the real deal. Again, seek it out on, uh, it should be playing at Screenland, hopefully, as part of the whole RRR thing. is amazing. Amazing. Um, another one on my honorable mention that is streaming on Shudder. Uh, <laughs> Anytime you say cosmic horror and glory hole, huh. I'm going to be interested. Oh, yeah. And then when you add uh, Dr. Rebecca McKendry on there, I'm even more enticed and glorious was just that. We are glory holes. Bum, 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 bum. Fucking Jake. What, I keep saying J.K. Rowling. J.K. Simmons. Providing the voice of the... Uh, on the other side of the glory hole. Speaking of, have you seen him recently? Jacked. Swole. Mm-hmm. Just crazy. I'm like, God damn, Bronson. Mm. E. That's not bad, actually. Can you? you I could get into that. If, if they played a biopic of, of Charles Bronson, have. Uh, I could do. Yeah, he could do that. I could see it. I Let him grow his it. hair long, too. De-age him there, just the, but then they got to like CGI the veins. Yeah, they have to add more. Muscles. They look good, J.K., but they're just not as vascular. Uh, no, glorious is wonderful. It's very minimal. Uh, it has a great line of something along the lines of your genitalia is of no significance, <laughs> uh, and it also features some really good death metal as well. Um, nice. It's available on Shutter. I highly recommend it. Another one that is streaming on Shutter that I just recently watched: uh, a wounded fawn. I want to see that. Travis Stevens. I want to see it. It, it looks weird. It I gets heard, weird. I heard it's real weird. It gets like weird. Real, real weird. And the ending does indeed rival the ending of Pearl, uh, where it is just this constant wonder, but it goes on a different journey than what we get in Pearl. It's very well worth your while, and actually that's another one that just almost ended up on my top five. Now, my other two honorable mentions I think might be on your top five, possibly, so... Let's go ahead and start. What is the first of your official top fives? Number five. It is. I love creature features. I love creature features. It is known. And when you can do something fun, something new, even on the low budget, bring something weird. My first honorable mention comes from or my first top of the year comes from Panic Fest. A little movie called Crabs. Say it correctly. Crabs. It's crabs. Crabs. It's crabs. Crabs. That movie. Ju- it starts off scurry or scary with killer little crabs. Then they become giant, almost like um. Remember in Re- not Return to Oz. Oh, what's that movie? Um, like Invaders from Mars. Yes. Oh yes. Those that big side things. Yeah. They turn into that, and then there's a couple that turn into a giant kaiju crab. It's fun. It's gory. It's 
it's made with a lot of heart. It's low budget, but again, when what they make up in money, they make for in heart because it is funny. Um, I had a blast with it. So now my number five of 2022 is Krabs Radu is the shit. And it sucks because I missed out on that one. I, You know what? I was on my list of ones to see, but you know what I had to do instead? Hmm. I had to like weird old Mick Garris out when I picked him up from the airport and was just all awkward with him on the ride home. I missed Krabs for that. It was horrible. Oh, but you know what? Karma made up for it eventually on the other side. So uh, also genius, my number five, um, weirdly enough, it played at Panic Fest, but it's one I missed out on. But it's one of those that, much like crabs, had ugh, spread. <laughs> had good word of mouth, I should say. Oh, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we got a topical shampoo. We were fine. But it's one of those that had good word of mouth. And then it started hitting the other festivals. Again, the social medias were, you know, was heaping praise upon it. And then all the top ten lists at the end with all my favorite podcasts. In fact, uh, talking about Dr. Rebecca McHenry, uh, The Colors of the Dark podcast, this was on their both of their top ten list. So I was like, you know what? I've got to make some room for this one because if you're telling me that it's a direct, uh, it's a feature film directorial debut and they're combining Hitchcock and Micah Monroe, I'm going to be intrigued. So uh, Chloe Acuno's Watcher hmm. is my number five. Have you seen that one? No, but I like Micah Monroe. Uh, and. You like Hitchcock? I do like Hitchcock. Okay, I, this one is well worth your time because it is available on Shudder right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, film family member JT saw this one at Panic Fest, and I'm so jealous of his experience because it leans heavy into paranoia because uh, her character plays, um, she's going to Bucharest with her boyfriend, and she speaks only English, so she cannot, so... And the, oh, definitely fish out of water. And the thing is, though, there are no subtitles throughout oh, so the film. So you're a fish out of water with her. Yes. Oh shit. So th- that's cool. It works so well. And the whole movie is like that. Yes. Okay. It does not hold your hand. Now that being said, it is a little bit of a slow, a little bit of a slower burn. Right. But there's a payoff that had me audibly go ah, and I haven't done that in a while. But it was also her performance is top notch, and it plays. You wouldn't watch it with It Follows because we know your thoughts on that. Right. Buck, flowers. <laughs> but it leans heavy into that level of paranoia and being, again, the fish out of water. But imagine a fish out of water where uh, out of the water there's a serial killer that has been decapitating its victims. Oof. Yeah. Uh, this is available on Shutter. Check it out. Highly recommended. Uh, Chloe Acuna also is uh, directing one of the episodes in the Let Run Wa- Let the Right One In series. Oh. And she directed I can't I'm I'm interested in that one. I'm curious with that one. Is it is it a I, I don't know if it's like a continuation like of Oscar's grown up or if it's a retelling or The fact that she's involved, I'm going to be involved with it and yeah. t- check it out, but she also did uh, VHS 94. She did the Hail Ratma segment, uh-huh. which is one of my favorites. So, yeah, that's a good one. So, yeah, my number 5 Watcher. Nice, nice. Okay, so going back to I never thought that I would say, ooh, a new Ty West film. I was interested in Pearl once Pearl came out. And knowing that it's there's like, okay, it's going to be nothing like uh, nothing like X. And the fact that it's 
going to be shot in this weird technicolor aspect. And that's one of the main things is that really a lot of people despised about it. But that's one of the main things that I loved about it. I thought this was this dark um, fairy tale. And I saw a lot of Wizard of Oz analogies, especially with the Scarecrow and shit. I saw more of like the Alice in Wonderland, more stepping through the thing. I saw a lot of other things other than uh, the Wizard of Oz. But not only was it beautiful, not only was it it felt like one of those old timey movies. Um, not only did it have antique <laughs> antique boudoir films, which is always interesting to see, but. Mia Goth's performance, her, that five-minute unbroken soliloquy one-shot. Th there's two of them. I was gonna the say she one, has monologues. And then the very, very <laughs> last shot oh. where she's just smiling and she does this whole thing of emotions it was almost to the point of like the scene in mandy where you're i'm like <laughs> nick cage i'm like oh nick cage yeah. oh shit nick cage god damn he's doing great it, and multiple things through mm -hmm. that mia goth was a revelation in this mm -hmm. movie and again nothing else like ty west has done before no. and nothing else like we've seen in a long time no. and that's what i loved about it i thoroughly thought pearl was fantastic so that's my number four spot it's fan it's also would have been my in my honorable mentions but i had a feeling you were going to talk because it was one that i remember had such an effect on you pearl was great it, i it was i can only it was beautiful scarecrow humping wasn't anticipating no i wasn't expecting that and i'm like now i could see that with the wizard of oz and but but there was more there was there was the casualness of a of a particular kill though when she was in the background, just strolling along. Do 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 so do do so do do do. And I was like, "Holy shit, you're terrifying! Yeah. Not a deal breaker, but terrifying." <laughs> so like, and genius over there making notes the entire time. No, Pearl was uh, absolutely a, such a good one-two between X and Pearl. And again, looking forward to Maxine. Mm -hmm. Now, my number four is a sequel to a movie that we've talked about on the main feed. We actually uh, featured a Gigi Salguero who. Just finished shooting her segment of VHS. Yes. Very much looking forward to that. But when I heard of that the sequel was being made, when I heard the original actor was going to be reprising her role and it wasn't a prequel, I'm like, okay, what what are we going to be doing here? Or no, that it was a prequel. Excuse me. I was like, okay, but they're not going to be de-aging them. But another surprise was Orphan First Kill. Have you seen this one yet? No, I missed it. And isn't Julia Stiles in it? Julia Stiles is not only in it. Julia Stiles steals this film. She gives one of my favorite performances of this year because, again, it was such a surprise because it's like, hey, it's Julia Stiles. Like, I, I, there were ten things I could not, that were not wrong with this movie, man. I want to see it so bad. Oh, it's so Isabel Firma, Furman reprises her, her role mm -hmm. she's like 10 years older at this point they knew they use minimal ones and zeros they use all in camera movie magic to make her still this little tiny killer huh and there's a turn that happens in this movie 
that was so delicious, that was so unexpected, that it's the reason why this movie is in my top five. I sadly saw this in a theater by myself, and I was so... It was kind of a double... Since I was by myself, I laughed a little bit harder, and I was like, ha, ha, I kind of was that guy reacting. Did you break out your stogie? <laughs> but I wanted to experience it with other people because there's some absurd stuff happening, but it's played straight. And the dynamic between Julia Stiles and Isabel Furman is reason the reason alone to seek this one out. Do you know is it streaming now? I If it is, watch it. Okay. I legitimately loved this one and again julia styles so good so good julia styles i miss julia styles yeah yeah it's really good okay uh you're my number three my number three can be described in three words no ben no oh boy anytime jordan peele makes a new movie it's gonna be divisive but i'm gonna love it (laughs) he's just twisted enough where I think he gets the jokes, and I think if I laughed inappropriately, he would be like, "All right, I'm cool. You know, I'm cool with that." You know, I think I think Jordan Peele would get it, but this movie was terrifying. <laughs> nope was was haunting. What the monster did was just things of nightmares. Mm-hmm. But also mm-hmm. at the same time, the whole um. Gordy's home shenanigans cracked my shit up, and I feel terrible every time I do it. But no, Ben, no. Nope, gave us that. <laughs> We're not, and it's so funny because I saw it the night before with a packed crowd, and it was exactly how I thought it would play. The 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 scary parts scared, the funny parts, you know, made people laugh. And then I saw it with you and Dustin. <laughs> and the scary parts that made everyone silent, we had you you both had the moment. We've talked about it on a Patreon. This is a Mandy moment. This is Mandy all over again. Sandwiches. <laughs> it it's memorable though. That's one of those things. I can't remember. We laughed out loudly, did we? Or did no, we, no, we, we were... you all kept it in. I looked over and you both, you especially. It looked like you were having a seizure. I was trying so hard because I was ready to go. Because, <laughs> again, I'm thinking Donkey Kong just jungle jape in her face and I'm cracking up. And every time they bring it back up and this is the most horrific thing. And, and when we talked about her on Ken's show last night, I felt so terrible because I wanted to say that she was hilarious. Right. And I distinctly remember I turned to look because I saw you moving. I'm like, oh, he's like having him like, oh, it's affecting him. And I'm like. He's he's suppressing laughter. Like, what is happening with him? And are you should... ready to like shove your wallet in my mouth Just to make case. sure? <laughs> are you smelling toast? What's happening? <laughs> well, it should be noted. Nope all, is great. All the films we're talking about, you haven't heard on the main feed because that's pretty much exclusive to Patreon. And we went into detail of the making of a monster with the movie the continuation nope. of a monster what are you talking about this monster was made in the 70s validation Look and verification this, right? <laughs> the crowning of a monster and at least i wasn't alone with my monstrousness uh, but no. then again so was the same thing that happened at mandy same thing that happened at all this other thing look, that's not appropriate like, look, <laughs> look at the crowd look at the crowd come silence on silence of the land like so yeah now between that and the the appearance of a mr bungle shirt that one was nope, cemented. Was the shit. It's in my honorable mentions, but I knew 
ideally it would end up in your top five to give us a chance to heap praise upon it. Because, yeah, that one was a very, very nice surprise. Now, my number three is going back to the Suspiria remake, uh, Luca Guadagnino. He definitely is divisive. Ooh. But going in, and this was another one, one of my, not moments, but one of the nice surprises, or I guess the benefits of avoiding trailers online and only taking them in when I go to the movie theaters is I see a lot of stuff that I wasn't aware that was coming out. And Bones and All is one of those movies. Wasn't aware of its existence. Watched the trailer, and I'm like, okay, it's Lucas, cool. I was like, oh, I kind of like Timothy Chalamet. It's like a cannibal near dark, right? It's cannibals near dark. It's a it's a Badlands and the can with cannibals. Uh, it's all of that and then some. It's very Terrence Malick esque because it's very road trippy. Mm-hmm. But the violence and the gore when it hits, it hits. And there's a casualness to the cannibalism. This is another cannibal movie that I. And for you who doesn't uh, like yes, cannibal no, movies, because no. you're raving about Raw, and I'm like, that's a cannibal movie. I thought you don't like cannibal movies. It's unreal. And there's actually a moment, it's spoiled in the trailer, but when she's biting on her, her friend's finger and she's being dragged out from under the table, it's intense. But there's a casualness to the cannibalism when they're just going to town on someone. But there's. Um, Those yokels look scary. Yes, in fact, uh, Mark Rylance uh, plays a character by the name of Sully. And, uh, oh, you never dolly with Sully. And he's playing this kind of father figure to her. And you see him, and he's the one with the odd hat and the weird dress. His presence is unsettling. But there's a moment in the movie where a character is singing along to Kiss's Lick It Up. And it's like one of the first post-non-makeup albums that scratched a particular itch on me. But... The journey they went through, and having just watched Badlands for the first time last year, maybe, or this year, it was very familiar. But then you throw in the casual cannibalism, uh, David David Gordon Green showing up, not as a cannibal, but as a fanboy for cannibals. Someone that likes to watch, like, it's unsettling. Really? Oh, there's some weird stuff in this movie. Huh. But it does take its time. It won't be for everyone, but it really really worked for me i'll have to check yeah out bones. no i really really dug bones at all huh. uh, what is your number two? Ooh, this one was streaming okay this one after being burnt so many times <laughs> by this franchise going in with low expectations and being so pleasantly surprised the fact that this movie came out with a lot of hype a lot of hate it got so much hate divisive, but pray. Oh, my Lord. Amber Mid Thunder from Legion is so fucking good in this movie. Killed it. The predator design looked primal and vicious. His weaponry was great. Him against blunderbusses and musketoons and French trappers. Wonderful, wonderful. It stripped everything down and brought it back to where the Predator needed to go. It set up a great template of where the Predator can then now go to. This movie is literally a game changer for the Predator franchise, and I am here for it. And it's all because of Amber Mid-Thunder and the cast and crew. 
Also, special shout out to the dog in that movie. The dog, fucking. I, and guess what? The dog makes it. Naru, or what was the, the Naru was her name. Um, I can't remember the dog's name, but, but the dog was great. Wonderful. The dog was great, and no dog trauma. No, no dog trauma. And that's the some, best thing. Some bear trauma because the this bear is, got fucked up. This between, is revenant revenge between prey and nope. We got two films that very much featured like blood raining down upon people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, prey was such a nice surprise, and it is a shame. That we didn't get to see that in the theater. Yeah, it would that have been would have great. In the Fifty theater. feet screen. Yep, yep. No, I agree. Now, my number two is one that I did see in the theater, and in fact, I enjoyed it so much. Uh, it was so unsettling the first time I watched it, and contained an ending that made me want to go in subsequent times when we were hosting something, and I knew the ending was happening, where I would go and do a little peripheral viewing on the side. A little film by Alex Garland called Men. Now, genius, don't watch this movie, or at least watch it with me, and you can have fun with it. Okay. Because it's not nuanced. Okay? It's men. (laughs) Bad. Shame. Shame. Am I going to have the shame nun behind me the whole time? We'll probably have fun with it. Okay. But when I watched it- I heard it's extra-y. Oh, it's extra, extra-y. It's an an extrapolation of extra at the end, but before you get there- the journey that the character takes, uh, Jesse Buckley plays this uh, lady who has just lost her husband, fiance, uh, from a possible suicide. They don't know quite yet. And she's going to the countryside, being alone. She encounters men. And all the men are played by this one character actor. And there's this one point where he plays a kid. And it's a CGI on his face. And it is Uncanny Valley on purpose. And it is oh unsettling. But there's a moment where she's wandering the countryside. Now, I wander a lot with Charlie, you know, and doing this and that. And she gets to this tunnel, and she's down there, and she starts going, ah, oh, ah, oh. And then the echo goes, starts coming back, and it's this beautiful moment, right? And you see the shadow at the end of the tunnel, and there's this moment they're looking at each other, and the shadow just starts running towards her. And so I'm, I'm caught in the moment. I'm like, ah, because I'm putting myself in that moment, right? Another reason I dig men... Dong, dong throughout this movie. Yeah, and it goes from the appearance of a green man, green man, not that green man, uh. <laughs> and the evolution of this green man, which leads to the extrapolation of the extra. And it is that scene, that first time watching it, that I my mouth was agape because again, this is featuring it's playing in theaters. There are multiple times this year where I'm thinking, oh my god. Who came in here on a whim and is watching this happen right now? And I want to watch it with you just to get to that part. It's a somber movie. It's a folk horror movie. I, I've seen a shit ton of folk horror this year, and a lot of it being new, which is rad. But this a lot was, of it being me. <laughs> this one, I'm telling you, man. There's there's so okay. much to enjoy with I'm it. I'm down to watch Men with you. It's not nuanced though. Okay, but. I really dug it. Uh, was able. To, uh, we had. A, I had. I had Adrian Torres on the show to watch and do a new horror release on it. Uh, a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Uh, what is your number one there, Gene? My number one. We talked about like twenty twenty three could be the year or twenty twenty two could be the year of the food. A lot of food horror. A lot of food things. But for me, the best dish, the food. When it tastes a little weird, oh boy. and okay. you can't get any more weirder than the food's a little funny at the Clown Cafe. Cafe. Terrifier 2 wow. 
it was the RRR of horror. (laughs) (laughs) Three and a half hours long of madness and mayhem and guts and gore and carnage. And it was twice as long as the first one. Twice as brutal as the first one, but twice as fun as the first one and i think that's what separated it from the first one the first one was mean spirited mm-hmm. very very mean this one was just had a sense of fun mm-hmm. the revelation of lauren verna or lauren whatever her name is sienna she is a fantastic final girl and yes i agree with some of the criticism there could be 20 minutes cut out here of course there could be some edits to the strings of the story but at the same time this was wild. The mid credits, the the post credit stinger, the post credit scene. It was there, a there's your brood montage, sequel, right? That's the brood sequel, right? Exactly. This movie was funny, gross, mean, yeah. weird, hilarious, odd. And guess what? Kind of severed. Dong. Yeah, there was a lot of severed dong in this. There was. Uh, this was the the kills. Come for Art the Clown's shenanigans, but stay for everything else. Proper, proper good horror. Best use of mashed potatoes since Close Encounters of a Third Kind. Smashed in the face. And the thing about it is, this movie is breaking all sorts of records. This movie is showing Hollywood that there is still, and as always has been, a huge demand for for horror this is not nuanced this is not ele- quote-unquote elevated horror that everybody says oh this is what everybody likes nowadays no, this, this is, is this is just brutal this is for the fans of the old school 80s of just guts and gore and what the fuck and people who like scary clowns and mimes art i believe has cemented himself as now a true icon of horror he's terrifying yeah but he's also very entertaining he's hilarious he's freddy without the bitch yeah without the <laughs> he's non-verbal freddy yes and i love it i love it and that's what we need something like that so i was lucky enough i saw it the night it opened thursday because i knew it was playing in theater one and like the only time it was playing in theater one so again at the very front uh Number of people there. I was actually kind of shocked at the number of people there. And they were all wearing Terrifier and Art the Clown shirts. And I went like a couple of days later and it was still a good crowd. I remember that when I came in halfway. And people were wearing Terrifier and Art the Clown shirts too. And now question, did your crowd react when Felissa Rose shows up? Oh yeah. They're like, hey! That's when I realized it was our people. Yeah. You know, the nor and again, guarantee you. Some normally normies probably walked in because this one played pretty wide theatrically and like you said, made a killing. Which huge, was so nice to see. Huge. Yeah. Like less it, it was like cost like a million or two dollar a million or two and like it made like thirty three, thirty four more. And still making still it. Still making it. Yeah. Like cementing the fact yeah. that there's gonna be a Terrifier three. The first time I saw the runtime, I thought it was a mistake. Right. I was like, there is no Way. Two and a half hours. That's not happening. The first one was only like 89 minutes. If that. And that felt too long. But yeah, everything worked. I'm ready for Terrifier 3. Plus it's clown horror. That's your thing. I'm always down. I'm always down to clown. It, it worked really nice. No, that that was again, my absolute number one movie of the, the year. year of other surprises. than RRR. Yeah, Year of Surprises. Well, my number one is the ultimate surprise because it was another film that I knew nothing of until I saw the trailer was very disinterested by the trailer assumed it was standard torture porn and a uh, you know an, an r&r 
that's fine. I probably I saw the rental a few years ago. Eh, Bill Skarsgård's the bad guy, whatever. But content, right? I'm going to watch it. It's new horror. So imagine my surprise when, again, in Theater One, watching Barbarian with not the biggest crowd, but then here... <laughs> The, th- the, the, the thud you did not hear, and the thing you're not seeing is a tape measure. And <laughs> goddamn, when that moment was happening, I was giggling. I was cackling throughout this film, and I had comfort. You weren't there that time, that first time I watched it. But the few others that were there were cackling along with me, and I felt comforted because there were moments in this movie I kind of questioned, should I be cackling? And... From the tape measure to the fact that it's a movie very much in three acts. Yeah. You kind of have the meat cute that sets everything up. You get then the turn where you get the L.A. asshole and his thing. And, and then, then you get the Airbnb freak. You Yeah, suburban freak, Airbnb. And all the, the acts are different. Mm-hmm. They're tonal whiplashes. Richard Brake shows up out of nowhere. You're like, uh oh. Oh, we're in Richard Brake territory. And then, yes, the appearance of a tape measure is so hysterical. The and appearance. A baby bottle. Oh, my God. So, when the baby bottle happened, and you see they do a great job of showing that hair that's on the end of it. And then, when you get that initial shake of the, are you not going to be sucking at the teat? That's when I was cackling. And I was like, what am I watching? And. I know people compared this to Malignant and not the content of the movie, but I think the journey that it takes you. Mm -hmm. And at least for me, subversion of the fact that we went from torture porn to nurture porn, that we get a (laughs) we get a moment when a boop happens on a nose that had me going, what am I watching to an ending with a dive that the first time I watched, I laughed subsequent times. I felt so bad. Yes. And I know that the first time you watched it, I came in again halfway through to the point where I got to watch you kind of, I per, I was doing some peripheral viewing, but at the same time, and my, my peripheral viewing was going, oh, he's liking this, but yeah, I don't think he's loving this. And my question wasn't on your honorable mentions, wasn't on your top five. What were your thoughts, true thoughts on Barbarian? It was all right. Yeah. It was all right. I didn't think it was anything game changing. I think... Like the first meet cute thing, I, I I enjoyed it. Again, I was like, all right, I could see where everything was going weird and wild. And then like, I would and I liked the Justin Long character, and I liked the freak aspect. I just think I would have liked it better if I if I would have known. I'm saying I I didn't enjoy the twist as much. It didn't if work I for you. If I would have known, like, hey, it's a B- Airbnb freak. Yeah, I'm like, fuck Let's yeah, yeah. Like I would have enjoyed it significantly more. So I think this is the one where I was like. Yeah. yeah, I like it. Again, I wanted the, the twist could have been. I wanted a vanilla twist. Pew, pew. And you've been burned by hype, and I, I really and enjoyed I think that it. might have been another. I really like, enjoyed it, but yeah. I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it, but I also think that the things on my honorable mentions and definitely the ones <laughs> on the on the ones just eked it out a little bit more. Yeah. And plus, I kind of knew it was going to be on your list too. Yeah. So because I know you really enjoyed Rivera. And another real quick honorable mention, a smile was another really I nice surprise. I want to see. It looks weird, and I've heard nothing but good things. It was, again, a nice, nice surprise. Now, the other surprises that we're going to talk about are our top five 
first-time viewing discoveries. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are going to be older films that somehow or another we've we've. We probably I've seen that our way through conversation a few times, but finally discovered them. So genius, let's uh, what do you got there? My honorable mention is the Satan Slaves, Queen of the Damned Indonesian movies. Oh my lord, the ones that we did for the Shutter Show. Yes, yes, those were wonderfully wild. There's a sequel. I to Satan know, Slaves. done by Timo. Maybe so, should uh, January Shutter Show. Maybe, maybe we might have to go foreign. Yeah, ooh. no, no, no. Those are. The, and especially like the old school Queen of the Damned and the old school Satan Slates. Those were cool. Those are- I wasn't expecting how cool they were to be. Um, but now, whoo. Yeah. That, so that was that's my honorable mention for uh, new to me for 2023. Satan Slaves, Queen of the Damned, or Queen of the, yeah, Queen of Black Magic. Queen of Black Magic. Yeah. Yeah. Stephen King approved. Very Stephen King approved. Multiple times. <laughs> So violent. Uh, no, I have no honorable mentions, so I'll go ahead and start with my first one here. And this is one that I did have a chance to see at Screenland and was one that I thought I'd actually seen via HBO back in the day. But it turns out I pretty much probably just saw the making of that uh, HBO would play in between movies. Uh, but William Friedkin's To Live and Die in L.A. was nice. a first time viewing. And guess what? Again. Dong. Really? Yes. And a question. Okay. Willem Dafoe's in this movie. We're not breaking and the dong. He's not dog. the yeah. one. He's not yeah, the one no. hanging dong. William William Peterson multiple times in this movie. Uh, that with the Tangerine Dreams uh, score, which is ethereal. It's beautiful. Uh, the violence in this movie is straight up 1985. So another time, another place. It was intense, and to see it in the theater played wonderfully and it was part of their noir vember i saw the killing for the first time but this one was definitely worthy of top five nice nice okay so my number five of new to me whenever there's a party and all the chicks are there i'm never one to just be one to stand around and stare my mind is full of leisure. My thoughts are pleasure bent. But even all the love I give is never permanent because I go in, I cut in, I cut out, and then I cut out. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. <laughs> Undertaker and his pals was <laughs> such a fucking fun movie. Undertaker and his pals kicking the year off 2022 yeah, right. That movie. Every now and then, whenever there's a do like just the and the jokes constantly, just goofiness throughout. Cons, but I think the beauty of it was how it encapsulated at the end with that song and you perking up as if I threw on <laughs> Goodbye Horses, where you had that immediate reaction. And it's to watch you go on that journey. There is a beauty in that, my friend. It's fantastic. And this one also was another request and review. Yeah, that one was such a nice surprise. One that I've seen on so many trailer compilations. It's like one of the ones that usually kicks things off. Right. It's, it's 60s. It's Grindhouse. It's The Undertaker Bike, and His bikers, Pals. You know, it's goofy. It's goofy. Oh, that, that was a good one. That was a really good one. And again, under 90 minutes, like 70 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Love the brevity, baby. So my number four was one that was really kind of... We celebrate first-time viewings. Uh-huh. No shame in it. But then there's 
that surprise first time viewing when you think you're seeing the movie for the first you think you've seen it but then you realize 20 or 30 minutes in yeah I'm 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 watching it for the first time I talked about it on the main feed I shared my thoughts on Patreon but genius my uh, number four first time uh, discovery was George A Romero's 1968 classic Night of the Living Dead I th- I don't blame you for that being on your top five of new to me. That movie is grand. Well, grand. And just that initial feeling of, holy shit, I've never watched this front to back. That's crazy that like just you knew it through almost osmosis of via through public domain background <laughs> sightings and like. Well, and it, it, that's just it. It's everywhere. It's prevalent. It's George A. Romero. This kicked off modern horror. This gave us ghouls ghouls that we come to know to this day media rewind probably wouldn't exist without night of the living dead mm-hmm. i mean walking dead uh, night of the living dead you know crawled so the walking dead could conquer yeah exactly this is just and it's seminal seminal horror and guess what plays just as powerfully in 2022 yeah. As it did in 68. Just as heartbreaking, Oh, too. my God. Yeah. That end is a fucking killer. And what was wonderful was it was, it was in Theater One. Oh, nice. It was a free screening, random, like, Thursday night, if I remember right, so it didn't anticipate a lot of people. Fucking nearly sold out. I even went up and did a real quick introduction, and, of course, when I asked if anyone seen it for the first time, and I didn't raise my hand, I, I felt so bad. I almost, like, wanted to go up to everyone. Charlatan! And, exactly! Charlatan! That old lady from The Princess Bride comes out, Boo! Boo! <laughs> You're a host of refuse trash. <laughs> yeah, that was rough. But then going on that journey and know, knowing what's coming, and it still messes you up. Yeah, it does. Oh my yeah, god. It does. Oh my god. Night of the Living Dead is is a classic for a reason. Yep. Nope. Nope. It's part of the rotation. So you're number three, four. Number four. Um, it's always weird when a movie sees the light of day that it hasn't been found in years, and especially when the movie wasn't completed. And it was a labor of love, looking for all the pieces to put together and to get together and finding a new soundtrack a new dub a new (laughs) everything with people that not only you recognize but people like holy shit is that is that voice is that voice new york ninja was such a revelation of a movie it was so much fun such badass kung fu ninjury (laughs) that it was a wonderful wonderful viewing thank you vinegar syndrome that was actually a backyard viewing mm-hmm. uh this summer and that added to the, a lot of the, the the fun of it having the the very people dustin adrian all of us people that truly appreciate these movies and again having the fun of going is that whose voice is that is that, is that cynthia rothrock's voice <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but then the fact that you see it the blu-ray shows up in christmas bloody christmas mm-hmm. at that at that store uh it was so a, such a nice story. The journey the film made yeah, is incredible. So, of course, Vinegar Syndrome, they're going to provide you with amazing content. That is a Blu-ray worth its purchase, and it's loaded. Oh, I bet. Oh, my God. I mean, just it's, like, again, the history is fascinating and with it's, that. It's lovely Linnea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one was a very nice surprise. That's not on my top five discoveries, but it should be because it was pretty rad. Uh, now, my number three is we did, uh, in the month of June, we went Kaijun, and we mm-hmm. talked to giant monsters, of which, by the way, yeah, big man Japan still, if I need a giggle, <laughs> I just go to the scene, 
You know the one I'm talking about. <laughs> talking about the casualness of the what have you and that beat down and the music. Uh, starting with bus stuff. Oh, God damn it. It's so funny. <laughs> but on the side, I was taking in some Godzilla versus movies. So I'm kind of cheating here, but I took in Godzilla versus Mothra. Mm-hmm. I took in Godzilla versus Hedora. In that movie, slick. That's a trip. In that movie, <laughs> that's slick. That's a trip. And then I took in Godzilla versus Destroya. That movie's a trip too. So I went in some Hesse. I went all the various uh, eras through mm-hmm. there. Destroya was pretty rad. Hedora was a trip. Mothra was great. Fucking in Hedora when they when he attacks the disco ta- the disco dancing scene. The fish heads. Yeah. It's so bizarre. Yeah. And Hedora itself, the three various forms it takes. It's terrifying. And, and it's, it's so like an anti-pollution yes. movie back in the day. It's an environmentalist kaiju movie. And <laughs> and it was a 70s flick. It was right before they Godzilla really started getting more kid-friendly. They were trying to find their way. That The entire Godzilla eras is fascinating. Uh, so much to explore and so much I will continue to explore. And Destroy is wild. Destroy Dest- and, and he's he's terrifying. And the fact that it's part of Godzilla. Yeah. In fact, they, they t- t- take it back to the original Oxygen Destroyer. Mm-hmm. Oxygen Destroyer. Fucking rad name. Love yeah, that shit. Everything yeah, with Godzilla is amazing. Like the ultimate nullifier. Kaijun is probably the best thing we've brought to this podcast. Kaijun is dope. Kaijun it's, is fun. It's quite good. What is your number three, Genius? Number three. Uh... Just celebrating his birthday, Steven Spielberg has that new movie with the Fablemans, but his first movie, Duel. Duel was such a good yes. watch, a good revelation, and like the amount of destruction that the quote unquote hero did is insane. <laughs> you know? So like that was a good thing to fill in my Spielberg gap. And what a way to kick off a, a very storied career. Duel for a TV movie of the week, tense, terrifying. And it gives me a new respect for like giving the right away to truckers. <laughs> Forever changes the way. I like I any already, good horror movie. Yeah, I already like I already disliked like big ass trucks on the road, especially ones that are carrying. You have logs. issues on the highway regardless. Right. But now I'm like, okay, cool. The last thing, especially if like the horn <laughs> is like burr, 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 burr. like, no, okay, cool. I'm out of the way. I'm out of the way. I haven't watched the Fable ones yet, but I'd love to think since it's a journey of his, you know. There's a dual segment in there. He's, ideally, he's playing cars with something or filming something hank, with a hank, chase. Hank, hank, or something like that. In my or, dream of dreams. Or like he's sitting there and like the car broke down in a big old truck. Ooh, that gives me a good idea. So my number two, uh, we talked about Prey this year. And yeah, Prey was such a wonderful surprise. But Prey could only, could only walk. Because uh, before that, we had a little film called Without Warning that had to crawl its way out of the primordial ooze. Is that with uh, Jack Balance? Alien, get out here, Alien. It is the Predator before Predator because Kevin Peter Hall plays the alien that is coming to Earth and hunts people. It is Predator before Predator, but instead of a cool- it is pre-Predator. Instead of a Stan Winston uh, creation, we get a Rick Baker, and it is a giant head monster, and he's got these incredible Cronenberg Frisbees that he throws at people. Really? It's act- it's really rad, and it's Jack Palance taking on this alien. It's cheesy. It's 
a perfect early 80s film and it was just one of those nice surprises watching Shudder and I was like oh yeah I know that one I need to watch it and that's my one of my favorite things with the whole I've seen that and watching striving for new films is getting to these gems yeah and seeing the seeds of so much that is still to this day the fruits we're still getting today were planted all the way back check it out it is on Shudder Alien fucking jack palance grand stick around <laughs> if it bleeds we can kill him <laughs> he's over there fucking shaving <gasps> gonna have me some fun <sighs> gonna have me some fun <sighs> anytime yeah it can go a oh, long oh. way <laughs> 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 the predator actually <laughs> l- loses a long trying to replicate all that. How do you do this? Want some candy? Dunk. Are we on your number two? Yes. So mine's kind of the twofer. We're going to be talking about this very next same event later during moments. Okay. But surf two. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, I'm all about about this this pick. All about about it. Yep, exactly. The fact that you can have Eddie Dreisden, professional nerdlinger, uh, as your main villain, such goofy, such camp, such like that. That's when he starts just eating cans like a goddamn goat, and like, consumption it's, all over it's this year. Wild. It's wild. It's like a <laughs> you, trauma. It's the n- most non-trauma trauma movie ever, or do, vice versa. Do you have to see the first surf to get it, genius? No, not at all. Because there is no surf one. A joke that played throughout. It was weird. It was it wonderful. Was made better by those in attendance, and we'll hold off because because that think is that's definitely my moments. moments. Yeah, that is definitely my moments. But that was such a fun, fun movie and a fun screening. In fact, I bought it. Yeah, Vinegar Syndrome. Yeah. Thank you, Becky or yeah. Becca. Thank part, you, Becca. That part, was that movie was rad. Part of the film family now. Uh, now, is that your twofer? That's my. That's that's bringing it back. Okay. Because we'll talk about it later. Okay. But I got so, one more. Is my new to me. Okay. So my first one then is, and this one is a shout out to the Stray Cat Theater, who they get wild, they get weird, and they have provided so many first time and memorable first-time viewing experiences based on their programming. And if you're in the Kansas City area, if you're visiting the Kansas City area, check out Screenland, check out Stray Cat. I had an amazing double feature last year where uh, on a Friday I took in Basket Case at there and then took in Pieces at Screenland. Nice! That's a great move that's a great double feature. like i was on 42nd street back in 1982 and i'm not saying you can do that every friday but if you plan it right you can definitely take that in but part of their programming is a 16 millimeter screening series so we're talking real film real to real real character and through there i have seen for the first time uh uh the driver I have seen Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. That movie's dope. And I've seen Repulsion. I've seen so many first-time films via 16mm, just character with prints with character. Mm-hmm. And I can't thank them enough. They are an amazing theater. Support them if you can. So, yeah, top five discoveries. That closes mine out. What's your number one? So, for my New Year's resolution in 2023, I think I want to take a vacation. And I know exactly where I want to go. I would love to spend a week-long vacation on Summer's Isle. (laughs) 
I want to dance through the corn rigs and rye. <laughs> I want to enjoy Bonehenge. I want to visit Christopher Lee and his office of debauchery. I fucking love Wicker Man. The OG Wicker Man was so, so good. The music, the landlord's daughter, the everything about it, the, the scenery, the atmosphere. This was a fun, fun, jaunty musical. I love the OG Wicker Man now. From the moment I realized it was going to be your first time viewing to the second the credits closed, the journey that I took with you <laughs> I love was the Wicker musical. Man. Wicker Man is so fucking dope. Oh, it, it is. It is it not? It's, it's grand. It's grand. It's fun frivolity. It's it's lovely. It's delightful. I almost feel bad putting it down as the best horror movie new to me for two because it's not horror at all. The only thing horrific is the goats. Everything else about it is like, yeah, cool, cool. Big old jar of foreskins, like that's fine. Sexy cakes, like everything. Corn rigs, rye, landlord's daughter, nude sing-alongs. Sign me up. Sign me up. I'm going to Summer Isle now. Christopher Lee, I'm ready. Just Bring my kitties. My I'm, hope, I'm hoping we can get that in the theater soon. Mm-hmm. Need as that we need that as a Friday night fright. Oh yeah, oh, need yeah. that we, as a we Friday need that night in fright. my life. Now the movies we've seen, quite plenty, but let's talk about some of the memories that happened this year. Genius in 2022. Our favorite top five moments. My honorable mention, and I'll get this one out of the way, is the drive-in. Oh yeah. I had oh, yeah. so much fun watching the blob and critters at the drive-in. Perfect double feature for the yeah, drive-in. It was so much fun. Bigger than last year. Um I'm hoping next year is going to be bigger than this year. Expanding like the blob? Mhm. Expanding like the blob. It was but it was so much fun mm-hmm. to see all the old friends, new people, um the blob, blob cosplayer. Yep. That was slick. Yep. <laughs> that was slick. That was slick and the vendors had such cool shit. So yeah, that's my honorable mention. And I will say it was nice to get Charlie out there and I'll probably try to make that a tradition mm-hmm. to get her part of it's that. So good to see Charlie. She likes she likes being out there. Mhm. All right, what's your number 5? My number 5 is actually just the variety of new horror films that I was able to see theatrically via Screenland. And I know that's kind of a cop-out, but at this point, I saw probably close to 20-plus new horror films, all theatrically. And be it with a crowded, you know, theater by myself, those were all memorable because of the quality of horror that came out in 2022. Again, I probably left a number of films that were maybe even horror-adjacent off this list. Uh, 3,000 Years of Longing was an amazing movie. Um uh, uh, Gaspar Noe's uh, latest film, Lux Eterna, I was able to get through with like 15 minutes of flashing and strobe lights. Wow. It was incre- a per- an incredible performance by uh, Charlotte Gainsbourg, all in theater, all thanks to Screenland. So my, my top five moments are all the new horror and genre films I was able to take into Screenland. I love you all. My top five is actually from Screenland, too. Imagine that. Uh, yeah, it's not horror-related, although... If you would have asked me maybe 10 years ago, genius, you want to go see cat videos? Fuck no. <laughs> Why Why would I want to spend my time watching a bunch of stupid cats running around doing dumb shit? That's dumb. 
No, thank you. No, thank you. 2022. Genius, you want to go see some cat videos? Fuck yeah, I want to go see some cat videos. I want to see some cat videos. Go do cat stuff, jumping around wimbly nimbly. I love kitty cats. Cat Video Fest was so much fun. Um, <clears throat> it was so well put together just in its simplicity because it was just videos but you went on so many emotional journeys <laughs> through these little vignettes of cat videos and none of it was bad no. but there was times where my heart was broken there was time broken but there was times where i was extremely sad that i was but and oh but also optimistic and hopeful and there was times where i was like oh no anxious because i thought a kitty was going to get hurt just because it was about to fall down or do something dangerous I'm not saying it was as good as watching your emotional journey through the Wicker Man, but I was there with you as well. And the ahs and the ohs and the oohs, it just was so good. I had so much fun at Cat Video Fest. That was a ball. I'm looking forward to Dog Video Fest. Uh, that being said, Cat Video Fest next year will be there. Fuck yeah, I'll be there for Cat Video Fest. <laughs> Every time there's going to be a Cat Video Fest, I'm going to be there. It'll be on the top five for next year as mm -hmm. well. Well, my number four happened at this year's Panic Fest. In fact, just number four Panic Fest altogether was a top moment. Another very successful Panic Fest, even for the podcast. A uh, good live episode we put together with the Game of Games. That was a blast. Uh, chance to talk to a number of people, but you've already talked about your for our first time viewing of Surf 2. That's, yep. But during that post-screening of Surf 2, uh, we had a chance. We uh, uh, were able to talk with one Joe Lynch. We were able to again, kind of process the movie that we watched. I think your number four might be my number one. It should be your number one. It is. Okay. It and is. it's on my number four because it wasn't directly related to me. Do we want to wait until the... Yeah, let's go ahead. Okay. Let's go ahead. Let's get to your let's, number four. Get to your number four. All right. Number four. Um, <laughs> this Very rarely do I get excited enough where I make biscuits in the air. And I'm just like... So genuinely excited to make biscuits, but the end of Slash and Bash, not only that oh, last man, day yeah. where we had that wonderful, wonderful conversation with Tracy Savage. I mean, that was just just we didn't even talk horror movies. No, we spent just we spent like an hour just talking about like blackboard versus canvas and and baking recipes yeah. and like everything else but horror movies. And it was a blast. It was fun. And to get to speak to Deborah Foreman and to have her say that I did a good job, I was like, Yee! yeah, because I love Waxworks. I love April Fool's Day. I had I like was so excited. I'm making biscuits in the air and my feet are going off. Slash and Bash was yep. was a wonderful, wonderful time, and I'm looking forward. It was such a good time to be invited to yeah. come and be down there. And Keith and Kim, thank you. Yes, so that was my absolute one of my top five moments of 2022. Slash and Bash <laughs> was amazing. It was good to see you that day, to just see the energy that you had from just as something as a simple just uh, compliment. But you are pretty genuine. And Deborah Foreman, yeah, she's she's incredible. She's yeah. incredible. So my number three comes from uh, one of our many screenings uh, from Friday Night Frights. Uh, you all know we we do it at Screenland every Friday. And we've seen some pretty incredible films in the theater. Uh, you know, here's an honorable mention. Um, Amityville, 1994, it's about it's time. It's about time. <laughs> Getting to see that in the theater with a crowd was wonderful. 
But the journey that we took, that the crowd took, because this is one of the rare instances where everyone was watching a film for the first time. I think your number three might be my number three. Oh, my, really? It might be my next one. Well, does it involve a little song that is a, an earworm that goes throughout the film? Does it involve this one? Who's the man who made me what I am today? Who's the man who taught me what to do and what to say? Who gave me the things in life that you never Oh my! Now, now there are people out there cursing us because they're like, "No!" While well, we no. discuss it, it's going to play in the background. Death game <laughs> from the opening credits with the crayon treatment that we got. Wow! With this, with the song, while with that this. song, to the orgy that we have to the orgy use, to the use of food. Food prevalent all over this year, whether it was from 2022 or like 1970 something. The fact that it was a deal breaker, and I'm sitting there, I'm like, like, and it's these need to, these girls need to die, and to the point where cat trauma alert. You had a moment. I got up and left. I'm like, I'm done with this movie. I, thought, I can't handle it anymore. <laughs> I thought you were having a blood it. rage moment. I almost did. That movie broke. That old movie almost broke me. It, it almost broke me. Almost <laughs> broke you because what brought not only you, but I think the entire crowd back around. God bless the ASPCA help wagon, because not only did they help kitties, that's a fucking vengeance wagon. That's what that is. That is a vengeance wagon, because they heard, oh, they're like, they did what? Oh, fuck no. <laughs> the Sarah McLaughlin, Sarah McLaughlin's face. In the arms of the angels. Cat come up and that ending and listen we we encourage good etiquette don't talk this and that but we were getting up because we we're i was getting ready to hit the lights turn down the volume and say hey i was when sitting that, there stewing and when stewing and when that moment happened you went out you went what the fuck <laughs> because it is so sudden it is so crazy and honestly it's cemented that is a highly memorable screening yes. to the fact that it landed it's a three on both of us yes absolutely freaking death game my death, god the, the death game screening jesus christ i don't know if i want to watch it again though because <laughs> like all the way up into that point i was like these girls Struggling. are annoying i mean calling camp cool i mean yeah you, you you're sandra treat. Locke was sandra lock you're on another wildly weird what's going on with your makeup oh. and then do 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 throughout i mean during the fucking hot tub orgy scene there's fucking this going on and during the eating scene this is going on it's it's non-stop they're it torturing the shit out of this guy. Meanwhile, and the movie, the song that we close out at the end, my dear old dad. It's nuts. It is nuts. It is nuts. That uh, is a 
fucking wild movie. I like I said, I don't know if I can watch it again, but like I will never forget it. Oh no. I will never oh, forget no. that movie. Neither will anyone else that attended mm-hmm. that night. Speaking of never forgetting, I, I think, think maybe your number, number two, two is my number two. I guarantee it is. Yeah. Because Well mm, I like to reminisce about things and I like for people to join. But I also like for you to shut the fuck up. Now get the fuck out of here. It ideally, if it wouldn't be if a moment from Nerdoween didn't end up on one of our top five, <laughs> we're doing it wrong. Something bad probably happened, right? right? Like right. a milk toast event. It was like blah, like, Mac. Yeah, cool. <clears throat> Knowing what to anticipate, <laughs> what to expect. <laughs> With Food of the Gods 2 at Nerdoween. <laughs> knowing it was opening our uh, eight marathon, knowing it was going to be my first time viewing, and the excitement of knowing that all but two, you and Adrian in attendance, were the only ones that had seen it. Uh, Orrin Gray was seeing it for the first time. I like, couldn't wait for you not only to see Billy, but I couldn't wait for you to see the gigantism sex scene. Guaranteed. Uh, Charlie's uncle has a copy of this movie somewhere with his big old hands caressing her face just mm. palming palming her entire head and then the zoom out it was the zoom out I get, listen the, the shut the fuck up moment happened early in the movie <laughs> go back to our Halloween hangover episode we talk about that but it was that moment the gigantism sex and the movie it's the moments of the the pathos with the rat at the end, the mouth, and ah, uh, it incredible. And for, I've heard from multiple people that was their favorite film of Nerdoween. So good job, sure, good job. So <laughs> that movie was nuts. Our number ones are different. I'm gonna give mine first because we've already talked about your first time viewing of RRR Rise of Our Revolt. One of the cats. Uh, my first viewing was a little bit before that, and it was with our friend Adrian, and revelatory life-changing world-changing it isn't the right word for what i experienced uh the peripheral viewing from watching watching adrian get excited and he'd do his biscuit making thing before Mm -hmm. a certain scene would hit in anticipation of how i would react and then of course my reaction i've talked about it constantly time and time again it is something i will never be able to replicate it is a dragon that i will forever chase but so good. one day I'm hoping so good. to get that feeling. But your number one is a shared feeling. That's why it's my number four, your number one, because it didn't happen to me directly. But during that Q&A with Joe Lynch at Surf 2, it should be noted, who was also in attendance? Uh, just a little person by the name of uh, Mick Garris. Also, you might know him as the... Uh, most luxurious hair in all of horror. It was also in attendance. It was also had its in own atten- seat. Exactly. It's just the Samson, just golden. I think, like, you know, when you could rub your fingers through your hair, I think when he does, you hear, oh, right? It's luxurious. He's directed tons of movies. It's, Panic Fest was gold. We got to see Sleepwalkers. That mm-hmm. was a blast. Bitch ass. Bitch ass. Clovis for life with Sleepwalkers. Oh, yeah. Clovis the uh, cat was the Clovis shit. Clovis was the one of the, the winners. Movie. But. <laughs> Mick Garris directed a little movie called Critters 2, which is one of my all-time favorite horror movies on the Magic Mixtape. On the Mixtape. On the Magic Mixtape, along such great hits and <laughs> old favorites as No Holds Barred and UHF. <laughs> so that got a lot of play. Yes. 
I got to sing along the Hungry Heifer theme from Critters 2 with Mick Garris. It was a surreal and magical moment. Now, I'm trying to recall, because again, our conversations with Joe, ideally, they're a lot of fun. They go all over the place. I remember he was like, well, what are we going to talk about? Dude, we'll have plenty to talk about. Don't you worry. But I'm trying. We probably were pointing out, Mick. You, we probably pointed out something like you loved Critters too, and you probably just started singing for the heck of it. But then when I saw him also singing along, and then I looked over and he, and I'm like, <laughs> I think like my, I think my eyes started to sparkle. I don't know if my face lit up or no, it lit up. And <laughs> you guys sharing that moment and me af- sitting afar, knowing what that meant to you. And be, to be able to partake in that moment with you, and again, everyone in the audience, Joe in the middle, probably Joe in the middle, going, "What the hell is happening?" We went from Los Locos with hardware <laughs> right? to now we're talking about hungry, hungry heifer, heifer with Mick Garris <laughs> about surf, surf too. And then also the fact that Mick was so complimentary, he's like, "My wife wrote that song. She's gonna love the fact yes. that you know it. Thank you." And oh. I'm like, "Oh, awesome, man!" So we make memories. Yeah, at Panic Fest. Absolutely. Panic Fest is coming back in April. We're going to make more memories. Mm-hmm. On the top five, we will have more memories in 2023. Um, but that that screening with Critters 2, with Joe Lynch and Mick Garris, is something that I will remember my absolute entire life. Absolute entire life. It's Yeah. It was it was it, it made me shed a tear i'm not gonna <laughs> lie man that was wonderful that was wonderful now that being said we've actually put together the stuff that we're going to be talking here in the month of january i'm looking forward because they're all first timers for me we're going to be celebrating some uh, boutique boutique blu-ray mm-hmm. companies out there uh, highlighting some of their wares uh, of course we will be taking the month of february off because hey the and, madness begins which by the way we need to start rewatching some yes, stuff we, do. <laughs> we need to start talking to some people <laughs> yes, we do uh, but Shit. sincerely, thank you all for joining us here in the year that was 2022. And we know 2023, ideally, listen, we know we're going to have some highs. We're going to have some lows. We're going to have some stuff in between. But we're going to be there for you. We're going to be there for each other. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, and again, since we've been doing this, man, again, many, many thanks for getting me between those highs and those lows and everything in between. And thank you. As well. To the point, talk about stuff of the highs and lows in between. The stuff that happened at, what was a Friday Night Fright where I made a spectacular exit? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Again, a lot of stuff has happened, but you've always been here, man, and you've been a constant. In fact, we're going to go uh, watch us a little Canadian Christmas classic. Hello. Hello. So until that next time, this is Greg D. I'm Genius McGee. And we'll see you in your dreams. May your 2023 be significantly better than your 2022. And may you be safe. And have a good one. And again, I'll see you.